0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> around it. It's inside the mall.
1: It's, it's inside the mall. I'm excited. I'm I'm pretty pumped. You're pumped, you're excited. I'm a pumped. I'm excited. I'm jazzed. Welcome to the Down in Front podcast, the official podcast of downinfrontpodcast.com. As of course, my name is Warren. I will be with you, hanging out, having a good old time, and here at the Down in Front Podcast, what we normally do is review movies, TV shows, nerdy things, just about anything and everything that we like, uh, or anything and everything that's kind of popular at the time, um, just to give our uh, sort of second take on it. So, thanks for joining, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I am with a best friend, and it's only us two today, so everybody else, I hate your guts, but I think we all knew that, so that's all right. Um, I am with the mouth of the South, Mr. Brylin, waking up super early, well, not really, but waking up early. How's it going over there, man? What are you drinking? What you been watching?
0: Uh, Good morning. Uh, It's nine o'clock on the West Coast, Uh, and yeah, I just literally just hopped out of bed. I'm still in my PJs. Uh, I ate a bowl of mangoes, and I'm drinking some water, so just getting my day started. Uh, Just getting ready to go see some other cool movies later today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just venture around the West Coast a little bit more, learn and discover a bit more. Uh, Right now, I'm drinking water. It's good for you. It's refreshing. Keeps you hydrated. Uh, And what I watched recently was the Andre the Giant documentary that's on HBO right now uh, that was just released. Uh, And it is a fantastic documentary. I would say if you don't know anything about Andre Giant, it's definitely worth watching to uh, just see what type of a man he was and what he means to like professional wrestling. Uh, But also it's, it's also a good journey to see like how a person tries to find their place in the world when they're born a different way. Mm. And with the condition that he had, which was gigantism, or I think it's called like acromegaly or something like that. Um, he had a tough time in the world. And I don't know what it was like to be seven foot four, but I'm six foot three and I know I got a 50 50 shot to hit my head on the uh, entrance to an airplane mm-hmm. every single time. And it is annoying. So I just imagine that multiplied by 10 and I think like I would want to not live in a world like that. So I've definitely suffered like the tall man's like entrance into a small place, but man, what Andre Giant went through was nuts. Uh, But it's also really good to see they captured the goodness and kindness of who he was. Uh, He does go beyond pro wrestling and he is a legend and an icon that he's definitely worth learning about. Yeah, I think he's just all around good guy.
1: Nice, cool. And where did you watch that? Uh, HBO. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and especially with HBO, that um, we're excited that you know Westworld's coming back. So I'm pretty pumped just to get back into all these other shows and like um, smaller sort of things that HBO normally kind of uh, pushes out. So pretty excited about that. But yeah, thanks for. Uh, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited to be uh, reviewing Rampage, uh, the newest movie from The Rock, uh, starring a bunch of people, but we're going to get into that in a moment. Uh, I am your host, I am Warren. Uh, With me, I am drinking uh, Simpler Wines, it's a Trader Joe's sort of wine in a can, Rosé. I'm in the East Coast, and it is uh, time for a drink, so there you go. Don't judge me, I went to spend this morning, so I earned this. Uh, What I've been watching, so I actually had a chance to um, activate the ESPN Plus, have you heard about this?
0: Uh, I see the ads when I go into the ESPN app, uh, right now, but, uh, you cannot, I not
1: you cannot avoid the ads. <laughs> you can't avoid the ads.
0: Yeah. It's the first thing you see and I'm like, I want to see my scores. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it is actually pretty cool. I think so far the UI and the use of it, and it's all on like a bunch of different applications and it's just completely like meld into your Apple ID account. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I was watching both games, um, the Celtics game and the Cleveland game last night, split screen on my Apple TV. And if I wanted to, I can have four games up at once. So I'm okay, on a free wow. trial with, I think it's pretty cool. I doubt that they'll have football, right? So I think it's more geared towards, and this is the reason why I'm telling you, it's more geared towards uh, sports that aren't televised. So tons of soccer that's on there, yeah. tons of like hockey, tons of like college baseball, like you name it. Like there's a sport that's on there. You can just quadruple box of it and you'll navigate over and it will show you like each and every one of the uh, audios from there. Um, and I was just doing it on like on my TV on the iPad is also like super smooth. Um, so I really enjoy the ESPN plus like right now I'm on a free trial and I think after is like five bucks a month. So, I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm probably going to definitely wait to see because I'm probably going to watch it for like the NHL and the NBA playoffs right now. Watch some baseball. I'll be excited to see how it is for football because there's normally not two football games happening at the same time on ESPN um, or any. I think, for that matter. Maybe one or two for, like, Monday night or something. But uh, it was, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they'll do this on Sunday, right? Uh, if they're going to let, let me do, like, more than one game. Like, that'd be pretty cool. But I also think that they're going to be button heads with kind of T V, so that'll be interesting. Uh, not direct T V, sorry. Red Zone. So I think that'll be cool just to see, like, what they have. Um, Are
0: you able to rewatch the matches yep. after they've been... Yep. Stream
1: live. Okay. Yep. You can replay. It's right there in it. All, they have all the 30 for 30s. They have like everything that's going to be there that was originally was there for ESPN. Um, so far, when I was just navigating through there, I like the fact that I think this is the first time. It's kind of like HBO Now of HBO Go. HBO Go, you kind of have to have a subscription for cable. Right. But HBO Now is like a standalone. This is a nice standalone because I don't have to have a subscription for cable and I can just do whatever I want. And that's also amazing because now for five bucks a month, I can get a lot of sports that I normally can't get. And I think that's a pretty cool um, option to give it there to say, okay, well, it it starts adding up, but still like four or five different subscriptions is less than paying for cable. Um, So it would be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at my cable bill recently and it has definitely gotten up there, um, even from just not even changing anything and... Uh, I just don't trust like what you get with cable anymore, because mm. like, I've been trying to watch Champions League matches, and they'll say, hey, it's on ESPN, and I go there, and then it's like, okay, this ESPN channel that you had access to a few months ago, you don't have access to anymore. Mm. Why? Who knows? Because we said so.
1: Right? Who knows?
0: Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, so yeah, I, I, prob- I will probably sign up for this for the rest of the Champions League season. There's yeah. only about... I think three matches left, but uh, I definitely want to check it out and see if it's a better viewing experience for that. Plus, who knows? If you sign up for ESPN Plus right now, their parent company, good old Mouse Disney, might be a lead into something bigger. Right,
1: who knows? right. I mean, that'll be cool, you know. And I think signing up for a free trial that you're not charged for, like that's also a pretty good deal. And for thirty days for me to do this, and in the next thirty days, I'm able to watch literally all of the basketball. Well, hopefully, all the basketball finals. So that's going to be pretty yeah. cool. So I'm like in hockey finals. So I think that's going to be exciting. I'm pretty pumped. But we are not uh, uh, being paid by ESPN. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> I like ESPN. Why I actually did, done that. Actually, the actual reason that I signed up for ESPN Plus was because of detail. Have you heard about this show? I have it. No. So Detail is a show that Kobe Bryant Oscar, excuse me. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, Academy <laughs> Academy Award winning Kobe Bryant. Uh, he's actually kind of created and what he does is he goes through kind of picks a game and the way that they advertise that he picks a game from the most recent or like from last uh, night or something like that and goes through and just analyzes what he would do as a coach as a player how people are messing up how to be better basically a, bas- a better basketball player and different moves he kind of draws on the screen and it's very very entertaining. It's just him. He's sitting there. You don't see him, but he's sitting there kind of rewinding game tapes and says, this is what this person did. This is what this person did. This is how it messed up. This is how it messed up. He only has two episodes for right now. He talks about, I think, back in 2008 or something like that when they played the Nuggets and just breaks down that game like two different games. And now he was actually breaking down the um, I think it was the Washington and Toronto series game one um, and just talks about how be people can be like way more effective. Um, I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna be a head coach at some point, or he definitely should be, but it was pretty cool. I it was mean, very very entertaining. He definitely knows his crap. Oh my gosh, right? It's it's <laughs> fun because he was like he was talking about himself. He was like, I was really upset with myself. I, I shouldn't have missed that. I shouldn't have done that. I was terrible. I was awful and um Like when he was playing back in the Lakers, uh, you know, so I I thought that was actually pretty cool. So that's detail. Uh, I'm really hoping right now it's only two episodes. I don't know what the schedule's like, but I'm assuming that he has to wait, get the game tape, because then he looks at all the game tape and then analyzes it from the game tape that comes out. So game tape normally comes out the night of, if not the day after. So I hope that he goes and chooses like different games Because I really want him to do one from like the Cleveland series because LeBron dropping like forty five,
0: LeBron just went
1: nuts. Well, even like the last game, like LeBron LeBron dropped another twenty eight and they ended up losing. So I think it'll be very, very entertaining to see, you know, how he can analyze how a team loses a seven point uh, lead up. So I think that'd be pretty cool. That's detail. I think it's only on ESPN Plus. I don't know if like people can share accounts unless it's like tied to their Apple ID. But I'll be inter- I'll be interested to see if you can. Like if I can share with like my family and friends. I think it'd be pretty cool. That's cool. So we are here today. Drumroll, please. Not really. Uh, to talk about Rampage, 2018, The Rock's newest hit film. Uh, hit quote-unquote film directed by Brad Payton starring uh, Dwayne Johnson, Naomi Harris, Madeline Ackerman, uh, Dean Morgan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like a bunch of people. Um, And it's really going to be based off of the video game that's back in the 90s that talks about Ralph, George, and Lizzie. Uh, And then they like expanded on a bunch of that stuff. But there really is like a video game movie and kind of just talking about a bunch of different exciting stuff. So we're getting this ready to kind of review stars that.
0: George, too. So huh? I definitely want to give. This movie also stars George, too. So yeah. I want to give credit where it's
1: due. I, I, I actually was looking to see was George a um, CG character? Because I know right now we're going to talk about a couple things that's not spoiler related. And then we're going to give you a break and go into the spoiler sections. But was George a CG character? Was it uh, practical? Do you know? Um. Uh, I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure George is a CG character or might be, at the beginning, a mix of both.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason I, Lyles. I was
0: thinking that he was motion captured. mm mm-hmm. And it was like a human doing all the mannerisms. Yep. But uh, I haven't found out who that is. Jason but Lyles, is apparently. Jason Lyles, though. Yeah, he's
1: born okay. on July 4th. Hmm. But he's also done Death Note. Um, oh, so okay. he, was a, uh, he was Ryuk in Death Note. And it looks like he has a couple other kind of things. So that's actually, I really enjoy, I, I was looking at it, I was like, man, that's actually kind of very, very well done, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, the, some of the sequences that are a little bit more slower in the movie. Uh, but let's talk about Rampage. Before we talk about Rampage, let's talk about the star because everyone loves Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So you pose a question. I will let you pose a question and then let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, so my question was for today, um, what is your favorite Dwayne Johnson film? This guy shares a birthday with me, so oh. I really appreciate what he does.
1: Oh, okay, there you we go. Well, he also shares <laughs> a birthday with everybody I know in that case. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, <how> you- <laughs> um,
0: He's definitely someone that's made an incredible transition to being a movie star and being the biggest movie star in the world uh he's made a lot of films and i just want to hear what what is your favorite rock film and
1: why yeah this was um it was a little difficult until i looked at his imdb um and i think we had talked about the fact that you know i really enjoy a lot of these movies that he just goes kind of has fun we know who he is as a person and I'm li- i'm glad the fact that he doesn't have to do the uh, rock, you know, the rock wrestler moves anymore to be like, oh, hey, remember when I used to do this on TV? But it's nice, he's kind of stepped into his own sort of personality. I like that he stepped out and just kind of created this mass amazingness around him. Um, My favorite movie, I was about to say Jumanji because he just looks like everybody was having a great time. He basically stepped out of the action hero and was like a super nerdy kid and like i love like all the stuff that he was doing just kind of having fun with that so it was amazing but it has to go to moana my goodness everything about that movie was amazing um that movie was phenomenal i don't even think that movie won best song that year because I, as much as i love um uh, La La Land, it was definitely not the best song. But whatever. Uh, we're not going to get into that conversation. But Moana, Moana, I mean, his song in there, You're Welcome, was amazing. Literally, literally everything that he was doing in that was like very upbeat, and he was a bit of an uh, anti-hero for a little bit. Then he went to hero, and I just really enjoyed that movie. That's probably by far one of my favorite movies, and I think it's still on Netflix. So if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. You will be singing to yourself for probably the rest of your life.
0: When you first look at Dwayne Johnson, you see his physical presence. The mm-hmm. dude is like a genetic freak of a person uh, and like superhuman almost. If the superhero actually lived a real life, they look like Dwayne Johnson. Um, but uh, I think that kind of like sells him short because a lot of people, when they look at him, they think big action movie star. And he definitely has that action movie presence. But, one thing I really like that uh, is that he is an actor. He definitely can dive into a lot of different roles. And I think one movie that shows that is a movie like Pain and Gain, where he plays this uh, drug-addled like, bodybuilder who's uh, asked to go and do this crime to, um, to, kinda, to make some money. But um, he's not the smartest guy in the world, and he definitely... Does some really dumb things along the way that are kind of like just naturally dumb that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think Pain and Gain is a great movie that shows off more than just like his action uh, performances and more of his dramatic performances. The other movie what I was going to bring up is Be Cool, which I think is not a good movie, but Dwayne Johnson has a great supporting role in that film. It's one of his first films where he's playing this hitman that is struggling to come out of the closet, but also wants to be in musicals and be an actor. And so it's kind of, like, self-serving that way. But he does a fantastic job with that character. and He's probably the reason to see that movie, if any.
1: I don't even think... I don't know if I've seen that movie at all, but it feels like I should have seen that movie. That was the sequel to Get Shorty. okay. I think I may have seen that movie, but that's pretty cool. So, Painting Game yeah. though would be would probably beat it out. I also thoroughly Pain enjoyed Painting Game. Yeah. That was a, that, movie. that was a lot of fun. Uh, came out came out of note. Who's you remember? I don't know if you know the type of with the director of that movie, Michael Bay. <laughs>
0: well, the crazy thing Michael <laughs> Bay can make great movies he just chooses to make shitty movies most of the
1: time we're not talking about that movie we said we're not going to bring this I up did not mention it. we are not bringing this up do not talk about it So <laughs> let's, let's not do that but what we will do is that we're going to transition to a whole bunch of spoilers we're going to talk about the movie you kind of can be spoiled by the movie it is an action but there's some stuff happening so we are going to give you a short break Stay tuned for a full review of Rampage. See you soon. Are back and we are the Down to Front Podcast, official podcast of Down to Front tonight and today we are reviewing The Rampage starring The Rock. We are going to get into a full spoiler section. I'm Warren. I'm with Brylin. Let's start it up. What we're going to be doing is breaking up. We're going to talk about, you know, the acting of the movie. We talk about the plot and then we overall talk about the action before we're going to be giving you our final thoughts. So I'm going to talk, toss it over to Brylin and Brylin, there's a lot of Things in this movie. So there's a lot of humans in this movie. There's a lot of non humans in this movie. Tell me about the acting, things you like, things you didn't like, and let's start this.
0: Yeah, so first off, let's talk. Uh, let's start with uh, the star himself, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I think he, for a movie that I wasn't really expecting much out of, he definitely brings a lot of heart and a lot of uh, fun to the role uh, that he has. Uh, I find that. With him and George, who is a creature, that they have a buddy relationship that actually shines through in this film. And for a movie that's based on like a quarter mantra where you just like choose a character and start smashing things, mm-hmm. it's cool to see that they took the time and care to actually build this relationship between the two. Uh, the whole opening scene where. Um, where uh, Dwayne's uh, primatologist slash former special forces guy, uh, which I actually bought into because of Dwayne Johnson, um, that his whole relationship with George and that beat, that whole event they have, where he's like showing off uh, some students like nature primates and stuff like that. That uh, the joke that George pulls on one of them, Uh, that whole that's all you need to build that relationship and say, "Hey, these are best friends. These are guy. These are uh, two uh, creatures that care about each other, and that they're besties till the end." And they had me at the first middle finger and like jokes. So So good. George is just like,
1: yeah. That's. (laughs) I mean, like, especially like, (laughs) I love the fact that they set something up and you put something up there that pays off. So well, later they, they set up that that moment of he gives him the middle finger, and you like see that. And then at the end, and so he sets the <laughs> middle finger moment, he does that to him, he, everybody's kind of laughing. He's like, I wasn't crying, and he's signing. So I, I don't know if he's but I love the fact that he's like signing yeah. this too, and I think that's like pretty amazing. But and then at the end, after George is like, he's basically like br- brutal, like this man, like this ape, right? It's just like, have a, uh, like a stick that goes through his chest, and literally, I thought for sure that I was like, oh, okay, this sucks. He's, like, dead, and he went through all this stuff, and Rockstar um started crying, and it was a really tough moment. I was like, damn, I, I'm surprised they actually did that. yeah But then, he's like, did you move your eye? And he opens his eye and closes like, (laughs) I see you moving your eye. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I love everything about this part. I love everything about that relationship and I'm glad they painted it off very, very well. Um, It's as if, I think when I watched this, I sat sat there and said, you know, I wish that this was what King Kong movie was because this was King Kong arguably, it just made, Uh, done way better, like way more personable. Uh, It had way more sort of mannerisms um, for that character so I thought that was a (sighs) <sighs> I thought that was kind of funny, but but I loved, yeah. I loved that their interactions together.
0: Yeah. And it feels like Dwayne Johnson did his homework for this uh, movie. Like the way he just delivers like information about how primates behave and um, how he shows like the empathy and care when he's uh, at the San Diego zoo, when George is injured from and has been gassed by the CRISPR device that um, that you you, you believe him. You believe every word that is coming out of his mouth about like primatology and the behavior of animals because Dwayne Johnson is able to convey that type of emotion to you. And that's one thing I really like, is that it's not just pure action with Dwayne Johnson in this film, that there is those dramatic moments that he's able to sell really well to you, to the audience as well. Um, I The only other person I think... Did a pretty cool job, uh, and he's kind of out of a left field, like supporting characters. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's there to choose scenery in every moment. Mm-hmm. He has this like recurring uh, phrasing of this cow, this old cowboy wants to do this. I mean, it's basically his Negan character, but not a bad guy, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I work for the government, but I can't tell you who I worked for. I'm a cowboy, and that's all he says. But it's entertaining. Yes, and he does do some really cool, like uh, one overs on the real bad guys of this uh, of this uh, movie, which are the Wymans, brother and sister corporate CEOs. That they they seem to be in a different movie. Yes, they, I would. They are weird. Yes. First off, I didn't know that was Malin Ackerman. She looks yeah. totally different.
1: Well, her hair. Yeah.
0: And she's just there to be super bitch and um, just say, I am evil. Let's do evil things. My evil thing worked. And then her brother eats all the time.
1: Which is weird because he's like super awkward and nervous. I mean, he's like sweating at one point. And you sit there and yeah. says, Why?
0: It's like, what? what is your job? Dude? Yeah,
1: like, you guys are, like, the head of this company that you already know you've been doing tons of illegal shit this entire time. You literally killed people, and when everybody... And, uh uh b- Before we get too far, this movie opens up with dismembered parts floating in space. And yeah. so, the scientist goes, holy shit, everything's about to go down, everybody's dead, blah, blah, blah. And then you see her... Um, Ackerman's character uh, pop up on the um, the screen and goes oh I mean her voice pops up and says oh don't come back unless you don't have those samples oh yeah. my like, damn she's a badass all right and then we meet her you're like oh okay but then why is he here like I, there was no point that he had to be in the movie at all and I just felt that it was really stupid
0: yeah yeah it was it was definitely weird casting and weird acting uh, and it's kind of Unfortunate that the, um, I'll let you get into a little bit more, but sidekick that they assigned to Dwayne Johnson, uh, Naomi Harris, she she's there. Why is she there, though? We don't know. Yeah. And it, I guess yeah. she does a solid job. I mean, she's not annoying or anything like that. It's just that her presence isn't really felt. Yeah. Through this movie.
1: It was, she got inserted into the story. She woke up, she was running late to something. Uh, and all that we got to her introduction was oh, she was running late. She found out something happened uh, from uh, some information I watched on TV. Super convenient, but I'll let it go. And then as we walk, as we kind of see her like leave, you, there's a slow shot that stayed on the picture of her and her brother that looks like he may have been going through chemo, uh, but he's like in a hot hotel gown, he's bald. And it almost there, it seems like, okay. He must have died. So, all right. That's our character introduction. So, anytime after that, it's like, she was only put there so that she can be saved. She wasn't really a factor at all, to be honest with you. I, I'm trying to find moments in this movie that it's like, oh, she she like affected somebody a certain way. She wasn't a love interest.
0: She, yeah, that was interesting she, because they, they set up this thing at the beginning where... They talk about like Dwayne, why don't you ask this girl out and stuff? And yeah. it's like, um, you but, know what, primates give me, but be- understand me better and stuff. And yeah. It's like I understand animals, I get along with them better,
1: yeah.
0: uh, which is a cool point to bring up about that character. Um, but yeah, they never kind of like go anywhere with that too because. They introduce her, and you think, oh, that's going to be the love interest, but it never happens.
1: Well, and even for that, uh, I'm going to talk a quick tidbit. If he really did enjoy animals, he probably would want to not kill Ralph and Lizzie. At the, uh, that's actually not even Lizzie, I'm sorry if I said that, but the huge... Whatever crocodile monster that you want to put in there—that was because it changed it from the books. Uh, books—it changed it from the game, and that was kind of <laughs> this was definitely not a book. A surprise. Buddy. <laughs> All right, it' <laughs> written by R.L. Stein for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, they changed it drastically from the game, and we'll get into this a little bit later. But I was kind of bummed that if he was very much into preservation, and I thought that at one point this is where the movie was going. And we even seen a a scene of uh, people hunting an albino rhino. So, uh, a rhino. An albino um, gorilla, and this is what, a primate, and this is what George is. He has, like, a bunch of white fur, and this is the reason why. So, it kind of went in there, and we find out that the reason why the rock character, whose name is Davis Okoye, uh, the reason why Davis, like, was able, to, the reason why he was in the primate is because he was basically told to leave because he killed a bunch of poachers. And we yeah. find that information out. Like, it was a pretty tough sort of um, revelation, reveal. But I would think that he probably would want to try to heal these animals because they are all innocent. Right? Just like George. George is innocent. He killed a lot of people at the end of this movie. What he just de- destroyed.
0: Sacker grenades inside the lizard, no
1: problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he straight up killed that thing and I was like, ooh, all right, but what's up? So um I was kinda bummed about that, but they obviously wasn't going there. We know that it was gonna be George and Davis kinda doing their thing. Um so I thought that was kinda pretty and, cool. And
0: he knows that he can he has a way of like trying to connect to George,
1: mm-hmm. even if it doesn't
0: work out. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about these other two animals except they're wild and that they are being affected the same way, and um, you just can't communicate with some species the same way as you can to species that are more related to you.
1: Yeah, but it was also made apparent... You're not teaching a crocodile sign language. So. <laughs> Fair. But it was made apparent that, you know, Ralph character, which is the wolf character, that he can uh he can fly and it was like going around and it was, like mixed with all this other like DNA stuff. Yeah. It was made apparent that the crocodile character who has no name was also mixed with some DNA stuff and that's why it's so large. It wasn't quite explained what what George was mixed with, besides just growing large and being um, angry. Yeah, like, it just he,
0: looks like he got bigger whereas the other animals they had other
1: Preaching Other stuff, Genets.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I thought it was interesting too. And this is a bit of a callback from a, a, a podcast I missed, but the crocodile character definitely reminded me, and I got a little creeped out because it reminded me of the crocodile in, um, oh. oh crap, uh,
0: annihilation.
1: annihilation. Yes, did you get that same, feeling too? Same okay. kind of thing, mm-hmm. like
0: DNA being just. Smashed together and a N- new creature being formed.
1: I got really creeped out. I was like, I don't want to remember this movie. <laughs> like, I like that movie <laughs> a lot, but not because of that. I was like, ah, oh. uh, that was cool. But yeah, um, uh, we were talking about the acting, and, uh, you know, Naomi Harris' character, her is Dr. Caldwell, um, or Kate Caldwell. We introduced her. We didn't really get much from her. And it felt like she was acting the shit out of this role, and she was trying to do as best as she can but there was just nothing either there was like not a good script or we just didn't learn enough for her character or i also figured why is she kind of there if she's not the love interest or and then the rock was just kind of pushing all people away until he met her and then he met the other cowboy uh we talked about it and um uh jeffrey dean who's harvey russell's character and so i think that's i think that was kind of interesting uh, enough too to be like uh, it's kind of a bummer. Like the, I felt like the, at at a, at a whole as a whole, the casting was just kind of mis miscast. Um, yeah. Even even so, I would say the 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 Rock was also a miscast in this uh, this movie too. As much as I love him, it, I don't know he he just he draws too much attention to him, and so you want him to do stuff. And there's points and moments that he has like these comedic beats that are really fun, but they're out of place for the scene. And so it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Like I I think uh, that might go along with like when he knocks out those two soldiers, it's like, all right, it's a big arm, buddy. (laughs) You're just going to go to sleep. Right. Don't fight it. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's kind of like out of left field type of humor. But um, um, when, I mean, when you look at Dwayne Johnson, you're not going to think primatologist, but his acting in here makes me think he's a primatologist that did serve in the special forces. And I would I, I would say, I would disagree with you on that. Okay. That I don't think he feels miscast. Hmm. I think it's just, um, it's his movie, and he's the anchor for the movie. Fair. and And, like, it's just the rest of the group is kind of miscast. But I think that did a good job with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I would say, even though it's a bit part, Joe Mangiello is cast fine <laughs> for the for that small role he is, he is a leading a special forces team, and he has to look badass with a gun. And he does that just fine.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> and, and I know that's a weird scene, but
1: well, it's a fun scene. It, I, think, well, I, I think I'll, I'll try to re- allude back to this during the action. I thought that was a very fun scene. Um, a bit on the nose, but at the same time, this entire movie was a bit on the nose. No. But you knew going into there that like, oh, you have this badass. He's get, he's getting out of his car with a gun in his hand. I was like, oh, this guy's a badass. But he doesn't do anything. they yeah. We call him, e. what, you remember what his name is? Do you remember the name that they give him?
0: Uh, I don't remember, but they talk about it like, why did we buy this this like super secret private military organization last year? And they're like, it's for these moments. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's pretty much the setup.
1: And they even have a line <laughs> with these guys that goes, "I should have brought the fifty cal." No shit. What do you mean you you don't even know what you're fighting? Why do you why, you should be prepared <laughs> for everything. What? Ah, I think that's hilarious. But I do. I, I think that was. That was a well casted moment. Um, I still think that the Rock would have been a different choice, but it's okay. We can kind of agree to disagree. Uh, I think it was kind of kind of interesting that you had mentioned that the you know antagonist of it was a brother and sister, um, uh, the Widens. But I also thought like. Basically, the entire American army and government was the antagonist because they did not want to listen to anything. Any reasoning at all. They yeah. just wanted to fucking kill yeah. everything. And we yeah, have seen this was. a good Yeah. That colonel was the dumbest colonel ever. And I just sat there yeah. like, bro, listen to like listen to logic at this point. You just put all your forces that got blown through by two of these rampaging monsters. By two of them. And now you're gonna throw a Bomb a Moab on a city that you have no idea if it's going to kill them or not. Because if it doesn't kill them, then what? No, you just killed a, a bunch of people.
0: Light city. <laughs> so
1: I thought that was kind of silly. Yeah, I thought it was fun, but at the same time, you like you don't want to pick apart this movie. We're going to do it anyway because that's what we're here to do and that's our job.
0: So, I'll be sure so why that. does Hollywood like to destroy
1: Chicago? <laughs>
0: It reminds me of a movie. <laughs> oh, the
1: the amount of I'm not
0: gonna mention
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Shut up. We we we're not gonna go there, man. Uh, but right. the amount of product placement, my goodness. I felt like this was a Michael Bay movie, like yeah. for sure. And I'm like, I get it. I I get it, guys. Like we can, let's let's move on, please. <laughs> uh, anything else you have for acting before we move on to talking about this amazing plot? Um,
0: uh, no. I would say that I've said everything I I think you can about the acting
1: in this yep. movie. Um, I don't know if it falls under acting, but in the beginning sequence, there's a bunch of gorillas that are um, with, you know, George.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: I was interested to see if that was real, practical or CG. also. Uh, we'll get into this. I know you have a couple things to talk about a little bit later on, but... It looked damn real, and I thought it was awesome because it, it was did. like, that's awesome. And so if it's real, I'm like, oh, good, I'm glad. But at the same time, if that was real, that's some really cool shots they made. If that wasn't real, damn, bravo to you guys for putting, that, putting the money where it counts in those areas yeah. um, because that looked really good, and I thought that was arguably one of the most believable uh, scenes. But we're not talking about acting too much here, so, uh, but yeah. I thought it was probably pretty cool. So talk to me about the plot. Let's talk about, you know, what Rampage came from, a bit of the backstory, and how do you receive this movie?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I love Rampage when I was a kid. I would go up there, put a million quarters into the game. Uh, I was a Lizzie player, so I liked just choosing Lizzie and bashing up the buildings and seeing how far i go. That's essentially all you get from that video game. Uh, there is no deep, involved story or involve characters or anything like that. It is all about the pure action mm-hmm. And this plot is made to serve like some really cool action moments. Um, so it's a very simple plot. They do something like they grab a scientific term out of the headline. So with this it's CRISPR uh, for genetic editing and then they run with it and they run with it to make some really cool, action scenes happen like the chase with the mutant rat in the space station is very (laughs) intense and scary um the whole thing with hunting ralph in the woods with uh the special forces team uh one thing that i think is really cool is just how brutal they made the action in this and i thought it was like shocking that like wow uh it's not the cartoony video game here they're there's some limbs and some blood and some uh, some crazy uh, decapitations happening in this movie, which I think actually ramp up and make the action more exciting. Uh, but as but as far as the plot, uh, it's um, it is very straightforward, and it's and I think that definitely helps with this type of movie. You're, it's good that they didn't dive in and create like a very complex drama behind the game, Rampage, Um, the whole relationship with George and Davis is the heart of the story. And they do that really well, and they do it enough where you're bought into that, and you're like, I want to see these two succeed in their adventure. Uh, And I want to see Davis save George uh, at whatever cost and whatever he's going to do. And then it's all about like, hey, let's go from action point, action point. Uh, there are some annoying things like you do have the army colonel that's always holding up the sensible thing to do with the over versus the overly aggressive thing to do. Um, the the reasoning behind the Wyman's like why. Are they doing this? Like, yeah, they want to weaponize genetics. Why, man? Why? The highest bidder, because that's going to make them a tons of money. But there's nothing. There's nothing in this movie where they're like, okay, all of our research that we had in the space station, it fell to the ground. All right, we're going to transmit. A signal to, so the genes of these animals will actually come to Chicago, um, and we're going to grab samples, but in the meantime, uh, let's just eat a bunch of burgers and bitch at people, and we don't really get anywhere with that. Then the government raids their building and takes all their equipment and everything. Uh, but there's always the hidden server that they have. That of it's course. okay, of course. And <laughs> we got some we got some cures if we need them. But even though we don't want it to cure, we made a treatment anyway.
1: Well, it's not even sure. it's not even curing them, right?
0: It's it's it's, it's removing the uh, the rage out of them. Yeah. So it's it's bringing them back to their senses where they're not going to be constantly aggressive. But yeah. it's not going to reduce their size or change, rechange their genetics
1: or anything like that. So, if I'll, I'll talk about my, my my piece here in a second about the plot, but the Wymans had a plan to say, okay, these monsters are killing a bunch of people. It just went like really went through our um, toughest task force ever. So our plan is to make a signal, draw the monsters to Chicago. Get some samples and fly away. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and I'm like, Well, why did you have to? Why didn't you just fly away and tell somebody else to get the samples? Why did you have to be there? Why do the Wyman's have to be still in Chicago? Why couldn't they just leave? There's a lot of issues with this movie, that's basically what I'm saying, Um, especially on the Wyman's. uh, Definitely on the Wyman's. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, talking about the plot of the movie, I always played as Ralph. Ralph was one of my favorite. I was kind of bummed, um, that they didn't do some of the special moves that they normally do. I know Ralph has a howl that would collapse an entire building, and I think that was awesome to see that. Um, or I thought it was been pretty cool because, especially in the game, you, like, you knock out the windows, right? You have to knock out the windows a certain amount, then you hop up to the, um top of the building and you hit the building down and you get points when the building goes all the way down and you have to jump off before it, it, it gets you. I was bummed they didn't do all that stuff. I did see though and I thought it was really cool. Did you notice that George of all people were grabbing people out of the window and eating them?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was a really cool... Um, they're, the the video game references they have in this movie, they're good. Yeah. Um, so I, I played OG Rampage and one of the fun things about it is like you see these little random things happen when you punch the side of the building. So you punch it. Someone's taking a shower. Yeah. You, it, you see You see a lady in a red dress. Malin Ackerman happens to be wearing a red dress. Ooh, good, call. good call. So it's like, hey, that's awesome that you actually did that. Um, the only like annoying video game reference was just seeing the Rampage arcade game framed in the Wyman's office every single shot. It's like, I know, this is Rampage. I don't have to see the video game in here. Uh, and, like, they named their project Project Rampage, what? Because it's their favorite video game? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it, it makes um, no sense on it, the Wyman, like, the Wyman's uh, motivations, I I, I, totally I do say... Sense, but they definitely have a lot of fun yeah. with referencing the video game when it comes to destroying Chicago, and uh, it, it's an incredible scene to see the Sears Tower fall
1: like that. It's nuts. I would say I think they probably had to... Put some of that stuff in there to let people know who goes to watch this movie. That a lot of people like that Rampage game is from what 93, maybe like 94. (laughs)
0: Rampage came out in the 80s.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah, it's like
0: 85, 86.
1: Perfect, I wasn't even there yet. So, in that case, people are going to watch a movie that has the rock and it's an action movie, they probably have no idea that it's a video game that was based on it, so they probably had to put some of that stuff in there, but from a person who played the game, you're like, I, I get it, you guys don't have to do this, I, I understand that this is a video game, but favorite character was Ralph, first thing that I saw, the opening sequence of this movie kind of hooked me, because I sat there and said, is this a horror movie, because it sounds, it looks kind of like a horror movie, and i'm kind yeah. of i'm kind of about it you know you start off with the space station everybody's dead <laughs> basically except yeah. one scientist she's floating around and you see this little thing kind of dart across the actual screen and so then you're like, what kind of movie are we in? And then it switches very quickly to a buddy-buddy a, a comedy. Then it switches back to an action comedy. Then you have a horror portion of it, too. Then it goes back to an action. Then it's like a buddy-buddy comedy. And then a straight action. So I have no idea. Pick a, pick a fucking genre. Because it felt like yeah. it was hopping way too many different places. I wasn't sure why that there's serious sequences that people are dying, that you guys are cracking a couple of jokes and having a good time. So I sat, I thought that was kind of odd. Um, and there was just a couple things that, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that this movie is going to suffer because of the amount of violence. And we'll t- I'll talk about this a little bit more in action. But because it's so much horror elements, everything about the first Ralph sequence was all horror. And people were yeah. dying left and right. So I was like, okay. I get that, but pick pick a, a, pick a, a perspective, pick a genre. Um, I like the fact that when we played those video games and at least when I can remember playing the video game, we were the villains, right? Or arguably at that time in that, in that time frame, we could have been the heroes and the army was the villains. Now we probably were the villains because we're eating people and killing people and the army's trying to stop us. I get that. but they then twi- put that moot they put it upside down. We know that the, like the rampaging animals are the villains, and it's from their perspective of the video game. And this movie is from the perspective of the humans, and therefore, it is an action and a horror movie, because the villains, or the antagonists, besides the Wymans, are these rampaging animals, and it's pretty... Gory, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. Yeah, and so I think I liked what they were doing. I mean, I, I got senses of um, you know, the Fantastic Four, the terrible, terrible one. But there were certain sequences in that movie that are very horror elements of when yeah. you, the people first get their spoiler alert for that Fantastic Four movie. Uh, when people get their, when they got all their powers it was like an explosion people like were screaming the flame was like literally burning alive in his capsule because he couldn't get out of his capsule and that's how he got his powers of that and reed richards is crawling on the ground and he's like trying to reach for his friends to save him and that's when he noticed his arm is uh, stretching and that entire sequence was amazing literally watch that movie watch only that sequence of that movie and stop it because yeah. anything after that is terrible um so I like what they were doing. I liked how they turned it like upside down. They changed a different perspective, and I was really digging that. It's just yeah, it was pick amazing one.
0: to see how intense they were with the violence. Mm-hmm. Because like, there's this moments where like um, at first they kind of like try to play it off, where George is this scared animal that just ha- has this thing happening to him, and he's just afraid. But uh, eventually, the rage and the rampage system takes over for him. And one of the things I thought was like, just crazy is when they're going towards Chicago, you see Ralph and George, like they're going by an interstate and then all of a sudden they're grabbing people out of cars and eating them. And yes. they're getting sliced into bits and you're just like, wow. So giant animals on the loose. I get a feeling that it'd be a bad time <laughs> if it happened in <laughs> real life. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they, I think that that violence serves it very well to kind of like just get you feel like, Hey, this is a serious thing. Um, but one question I would think is curious, like, so rampage, the game is all about people that have been tested on that become these giant creatures. Mm -hmm. And with the movie, they stick with just animals being mutated past their, what they're designed to do
1: more realistic. Um,
0: I'm wondering, would you think you would probably enjoy this movie better if Dwayne Johnson was a guy named George and then got mutated?
1: Yes. I okay. <laughs> I think so. I kind of started putting these pieces into play right when you started talking about this, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I, f- I, think, it w- I think it will I think it would be a very interesting and entertaining movie because you can still have those horror to action bits. You can still have the comedy in it, but it's starting out as a horror. The the, uh, the Rock in this movie, Davis Okoye, is in love with animals. He loves these people; like they're all best friends in this wildlife exhibit, right? If we can rewrite, what if we can rewrite Rampage? Let's 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 talk about this, <laughs> because if you know Davis Okoye is best friends with Naomi Harris, and um, Jeffrey D. Morgan, right? They're all friends, but they're all scientists. They're all kind of nerdy together. They only talk to each other, or they only talk to their particular animals in this exhibit. One does primates, one does wolves, and the other one does, you know, aquatic life. Right. And you can still have the Wyman's, you can still have all that stuff there. But they're mutated, and they can't they really control themselves, and you can have a part that you looks at them from their own perspective, that they don't want to do this, but they can't help themselves. So then the first person that gets kind of sort of turned back, or he doesn't revert back to human, the rock is gone, but it now is George that we see in this movie. Now he's trying to fight to save his friends, and... Maybe there was like some bad blood between Harvey Russell and Davis Okoye, and so they end up having to then team up. You know, the Kate Caldwell and Davis Okoye's character, who are um, Ralph and George, have to team up and stop the big baddie. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm no writer, but I think that would have been a really cool sort of moment because then it really takes away from a lot of the issues that we have with this movie of a lot of this acting has kind of gone away we now on this journey of this they are trying to find a cure people can still try to find the cure they finally do that there's a point that says okay we actually can't turn you back to human and I think that's still okay but he can still go and like help out his friends and stuff and then still fight for that um i thought that'd be pretty cool i would thoroughly enjoy that movie probably because i just said it yeah. uh, but at and least it like it will take away some of the issues that i had with it it's not going to be a perfect movie no but i think it'll at least kind of have like that horror element and then it can shift to have like that comedic sort of components of it
0: yeah it'd be interesting to be like what do we do when the smartest people in the room are actually the ones that are affected yeah so how do we figure that issue out
1: Right. And that that'll be cool. You know, we can still have a yeah. lot of people. I was kinda bummed. I really liked uh I can't remember what he else he's been in, but PJ Byrne plays Nelson. He's like The Rock's sort of like best friend, sidekick, sidekick yeah. sort of thing. I think he has like some interesting stuff that he does. He's actually in Tremors that's coming out, T V movie. Um oh. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I've seen him in like some some other stuff. But I liked his role. I thought that was kind of pretty interesting, of like what he was trying to do to kind of get him more acclimated to it. And so, if the Rock has gone off to be, be the big baddie, he can then step in to be like the Rock because he is now the smartest person. But he also does a lot of logic and reasoning and why they shouldn't kill these people and these these guys are people. These are these people are these animals are people too. We can get into all that stuff. But I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, good good stuff. We should write that script and then pitch it. Yeah, <laughs> dear Mr. <laughs> Hollywood. Dear dear Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, we talked a bunch about plot. You know, uh, We have a little bit of action left. We already kind of meld some other action stuff, some action sequences that we talked about. Um, what other parts of the action do you want to uh, kind of explore? Uh, well,
0: uh, I did want to just talk about overall that the CG work or the effects work they do in this film definitely serves the action really well. Like I was mentioning earlier that they definitely take a brutal, violent approach to the, to the results of the rampage of the animals going on. And I think it really, it makes for an exciting time, but also very intense, uh, where it is kind of this horror element that's in the middle of this action adventure movie. Um, and, uh, whether it's CG or a mix of both or practical effects, I think everything with George is fantastic. Uh, he looks like a real primate that, um, uh, that's, uh, definitely been affected by something and just keeps on growing and growing. Like even seeing him lash out when he just got affected. And even though you don't see this on the, uh, you don't see this, uh, event happen. They talk about him killing a grizzly bear. Mm. And you see him in the bear's cave with some claw marks on his chest. And he's afraid and everything. And that moment, like, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to see George get better because I like him right now. Um, you, you, he wins you over with, like, the, his weird sense of humor with giving people middle fingers and stuff like that. But then when you see him in pain, when you see him suffering, it's just as... Uh, emotionally gripping as well and seeing that bear's carcass and hearing the flies and everything you're just like, damn mm-hmm. he just tore the shit out of that animal um, but also you get some crazy things like the whole when they go to Chicago and start tearing up the Sears Tower, there's a lot of uh, crazy destruction going on the fight the, ex- the fight that um, Davis sets up between Ralph and Lizzie where Lizzie just straight up bites Ralph's head off. It looks, it was nuts. Yeah. Uh, and then the the final fight with uh, George and uh, Lizzie is a fantastic fight. I thought it was like it had a lot of uh, good beats to it and a lot of intensity. Where you're like, I don't know if they're able to stop this because it's an armor plated eating machine. And but they find a way to do it, which is really cool.
1: But I enjoyed it. I just felt that. The Rock needs to die, or something needs to happen to slow him down. Because this dude got into a plane, uh, almost into a plane crash. No, he he got into a plane crash. They crashed with the helicopter. He got shot. He's basically getting beat up by Lizzie. And I'm like, is anything going to just... Phased this man at all because you got shot in the gut and you literally unfazed for the re- After yeah. that, I felt like he got stronger <laughs> since he got shot in the gut, so I thought that was kind of weird. But
0: yeah. yeah, and there's some weird, there's some interesting design choices here. Like they talk about how the genetic uh, manipulation is making them impervious to bullets and everything. it's not necessarily impervious. It's just that they heal really fast. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have like that incredible whole thing going on. You'll see George, you'll see him get riddled with bullets. And then over time, you'll start to see the bullet holes just like get smaller and cool. smaller, which I thought was really cool. And Lizzie is just armor plating walking around. So everything's just bouncing off of her. Um, and then Ralph, uh, why he flies, who knows? Uh, there's that, some flying squirrel DNA in that canister, but that hey, was you can fly now. Was that in it's the game?
1: Weird... No. Was that in? I mean, first of all, they had like ten of these. So there's like
0: a dozen yeah. rampages, and they the newer ones definitely um, added extra features to it as they usually do. But I'm more familiar with the original rampage where it's just like animals climbing up buildings and punching windows and. Um, uh, neon yeah. lamppost and stuff like that. Uh, and you punch it until the army turns it back to human. <laughs> That's the game. Um, but, uh, it's a, it, it was a lot of fun. The action was definitely really good and made for a simple and confusing story at the end to, you just don't care about that and you just focus on, um, the awesome things that are happening in front of you like even when the army is calling in like all their big guns like the a-10 warthog just flying by and shooting at everything and then all of a sudden lizzie just hops up and just chomps it that's this a really cool scene to have yeah in that movie. I like that one yeah
1: uh yeah i mean there's a couple of sequences that i really really enjoyed um the, I think the first one was, I think, the anything to do with, I kind of knew exactly what was going to happen with the sequence of Ralph, because, and I like the fact that also, by the way, that they're like, oh, like some internet fans are calling them Ralph. That, that, that was all that we needed to get. That's all we got from that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We don't need yeah. any explanation. Um, but we talked about Joe uh, Mang Neil, the character, or Burke, in this movie. That introduction was very fun very video game-esque but like modern warfare sort of video game esque because it was all like body cams and so you know again that's that horror elements but that was actually really cool to see i thought it was very entertaining um especially because we had no idea like what it looks like the entire time and it's going so quick and we see bits and pieces and bits and pieces and then the only time we see the entire uh ralph is when it jumps in out and to take out the hel- the helicopter i'm like that's pretty cool i like how they kind of set that up that was really really fun um the other sequences when they take their time and i think this is awesome that this movie took its time to do certain sequences very well when you're kind of trapped in a cage or in a confined space so i thought it was fun when all the stuff that happened in chicago at the end it's all open space right so it's full feel free for do uh, absolute destruction less uh, less, uh da- danger for the actual main characters, but still very entertaining to watch. But, the two sequences when George is sort of losing control and he's asking about food and he keeps asking for food and he keeps asking about it and, uh you know, Davis Okoye is like, get him some food, get him some food and he starts like freaking out and breaks out. I thought that was a great sequence because you're stuck in that building with this ape who's continuing to keep growing and growing and Again, you're like, oof, it's it's very well done. The plane sequence is also very well done because in in the beginning, it says you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that, and you know they're going to do it anyway. Um, but also, I like the fact that that was uh, a Harvey Russo, David Sequoia. That's how they also bounded because he saved his life, and I get that. Everything about that train sequence scared the shit out of me. Why? Probably because I'm always on planes and I don't want to see a plane crash. But two, um, that was very scary because it, it, like, there there was nowhere to go and the only thing that you can do as a human, like, there is fire bullets and guns that doesn't even affect this ape. And so I thought that was pretty cool because it starts off as. Ralph starts going crazy, and Lizzie starts going crazy, and when Lizzie's um, swimming in the water, you see everything in the water is, like, moving. I'm like, that's fucking scary. I've never wanted to see that ever in my life. But then, George is sleeping. He's heavily sedated. We see that, and then everything just pops up, and you see the hair on his... um like on his body starts so going up and it's like oh shit what's happening oh shit what's happening so it's like breaking out and just killing people and breaks out of it and it's to the point where the rock had to like hit him out of the actual plane itself and, and it, it, everybody else was dead and so i thought that was a pretty cool the way that they had to escape with using parachutes and stuff like that so i thought it was a really cool sequence I, i'm glad the fact that even after like all that sequence they had was on the wreckage of the plane which was kind of brutal um but it was interesting to see that, uh, you know, the Harv, the Russell character, was able to like, oh shit, all my people died. This is affecting me. How this this monster just killed all my people? And the general says, all my people died. Ah, let's just throw more shit at it. Who cares? Um, so I thought that yeah. was kind of pretty cool. The night that's
0: dish- a neat call-out yeah. call about uh, when George breaks out of the San Diego Zoo. Uh, that it's it's cool that it's a matter of uh, just. His natural tendencies rather than anything that's like uh, a plot device or anything. Like he he breaks out of the plane because he starts hearing the signal, even though he's heavily sedated. Uh, But what the San Diego Zoo, it's just like, I mean, people talk about, like, hey, we can't take a wild animal into the house because it's a wild animal. It has its own behavior and nature to it. Mm -hmm. And for George to say, like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And like a lot of people are like, like if I said I'm hungry to you, you're like, okay, we'll get some food a little bit. Yeah, you're fine. But yeah, I'm fine. I'm cool with that. Uh, if, you, if you wait longer than that, it's like 10 p.m. at night, I might like, get a little upset. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to rip a cage open. You're not going to kill
1: anything. me, right? No, I hope I hope you won't no. kill me.
0: But like, that's the difference between like a human and a wild animal. Is that wild animals like I need food? I need food. I need food right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if I don't get food right now, all hell's going to break loose. Because that's what is required of me right now is yeah. I need to eat. That's what my instincts are telling me. And if I do not eat, I go and cause chaos until I can find something to
1: eat. Oh, come on. I was really hoping that you say you'll go ape shit. It was it was right go there. Yeah, it was right there. <laughs> You're waiting
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's cool that they actually set it up that way. And I, I think that's nice and respectful for uh, when you have things like wild animals in movies. That mm-hmm. it's not just like they're not going to be killing machines or super violent or super evil. Even though we get to that point because of the genetic manipulation, it's cool to see that they do take some time to just show an animal in its natural element. Kind of like the whole speech with... Uh, George needs to talk to this, needs to spend time with this younger ape because this younger ape has trouble being accepted by females and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. And it's, and like when, uh, Davis like signs to George, like the reason why is like his family is gone and George is like, my family's gone too, except for Davis. And so maybe I can be the Davis to this other ape. And I thought, that's awesome that they did that.
1: That was a good call-out. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the o- the only other thing, and know we kind of mentioned it a little bit about the general, and the general was terrible, but that night vision sequence was pretty badass because all you saw was, like, this huge mass just ripped through these people. Uh, it was very quick, um, but I thought it was another... just dis- they-, they showed us a lot of different ways of... Um, they it shows a lot of different perspectives, whether it was like close up, whether it's body cams, whether it was night vision, whether it was from a helicopter, uh whether it was from under the beast and how large it is. I think that they had a good uh sense of, you know, scope of like exactly like where we're gonna be doing and trying yeah. to make it feel as not as as less CG as possible, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: and I like that the animals weren't um Pacific Rim size, they weren't <laughs> building size, so uh, I think it was a lot of more, it made it a lot more fun that when they started destroying Chicago, it's like little by little and just starts piling up and piling up until the um, Sears Tower falls and damages a lot more stuff.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Alright, I mean, we're feeling good, we're looking good, yep. as always, but, you know, let's move into our final thoughts for Rampage. So, what are some stuff, some things that you would tell ta- tell our audience, tell our uh, beautiful, beautiful listeners, or would you recommend this movie, would you wouldn't recommend this movie, and if you do recommend this movie, is there any other movie you would tell them, or any other stuff that they should know before going into the movie?
0: Uh, yeah, I would say if you're looking for a fun, just popcorn film, um... Looks like Hollywood's forgot about summer movie season. They started in February, so we've already had some movies that are kind of filled this, um, fill this uh, gap like Ready Player One and uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. And I would have to say Rampages along with those movies is just been a fun, enjoyable time. And it probably uh, a lot of parts of it are better than those other two films. And mm-hmm. the but it does have like just the dumbest bad guys you can think of, and uh, if you can tolerate the annoyance of them, then you're going to enjoy this movie.
1: That's a great call-out. Those are two movies... Those are two perfect movies to, like, line this up with. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I would definitely agree with everything you said. Like, this movie is a PG-13 movie. They use a lot of cuss words in this movie, which I thought was kind of interesting, so kind of keep an eye out for that if you are taking kids. Um, there's a lot of violence in this movie. So... I would definitely be prepared for that, uh, obviously, because you're listening to this and we already talked about all the violence, but there's a good amount of killing. There's a good amount of violence and blood and gore in this movie that I'm surprised that it even made, maybe because it wasn't real, right, but I'm surprised that they made it to only a PG-13 movie um so definitely kind of keep that in mind but at least like look at the wikipedia page a little bit of rampage video game and that's it i wouldn't do anything more sure play it that's fine but it's gonna be like kind of a different uh, approach different perspective
0: um probably get it for two bucks on ios
1: yeah exactly get it
0: for your iphone yeah i mean <laughs> it's
1: probably they're doing a special on it right now it's probably free so definitely go check that out All right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be fun. So it's definitely a fun movie. Um, if you can get a free ticket or like a bogo ticket or like a matinee, like feel free. I wouldn't pay anything more than about ten bucks for this movie. Maybe that's maybe even a lot, but I would do a regular showing movie, but not prime time. I don't think it had a three D budget. Did it? Did yours have a three D budget?
0: Uh, was my movie three D? Yeah. Uh no, I saw it two D.
1: Okay, I got. It. I had. A, I saw it IMAX, so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, nice. yeah, cool. And with that, we are the Down in Front Podcast, the official podcast of down dot front uh, We just reviewed Rampage and at Brylin. where can we find more of your work?
0: Uh, you can find me, uh, Flipping the Bird to All My Friends, on Twitter at Brylund, B um, R I L U N D. You can also find me on Instagram, I am Brylin, where I'll post uh, re- reviews of movies and TV shows I'm watching. Uh, the Expanse just started back up, so I'm super mm. excited to dive back into that show. Uh, and when I'm not in California, I'm the host of the Gamescast, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Uh, I haven't been doing that much gaming myself this week, but I'm definitely going to dive into Bayonetta 2, because I just finished Bayonetta 1, uh, see how the craziness continues with that game.
1: Nice. Yeah, me and uh, Abbott, uh, host of Fear bonus are still obsessed with Monster Hunter. I really hope that I can kick this addiction because I need to get back to my life. So that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, for more, more of my work, uh, I, I am just basically on the internet as AXT A-X-T-I-U-N-J. That's for Action J. Um, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, I'm going to be there. I post a bunch of random themes. Normally it has to do with drinking and traveling. So kind of keep that in mind, or being vegetarian or vegan. So keep that in mind also. Uh, before more of our work, definitely check out our website. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have an email, website, like literally anything and everything. Um, definitely check it out, com. Search for it in the Google browser under, or whatever browser you need, I'm sorry, and you use. Uh, search for it for Down In Front Podcast. Um, we would say if you definitely want to kind of help us out in anything and everything, is going to be um, appreciate it. We do have a patron, so patreon.com slash down in front podcast. Uh, we do have like the uh, price on the can tier. So if you do want to hang out with us, all we were saying is definitely kind of donate. It's 99 cents for that. That'll be kind of amazing. Uh, definitely kind of helping us out. So anything and everything is pretty cool. I'm excited for this week because Westworld 2 is coming back. Uh, Atlanta, I think, yeah. is getting ready to end uh, fairly recent. And this next week, one of literally the biggest movies of the year, is coming out. That's Avengers. Super Troopers 2. Okay, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You shut up right now. (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. I have been completely, completely avoiding every trailer, every spoiler I can. I am watching it on Thursday. Do not tweet. Do not at me. Do not spoil this for me, please. I will find you. I'm watching no, it on okay. Sunday, I think. Okay.
0: So, I'll be watching it in the matinee with all the old people.
1: That's... Uh, Just are good. Are old people going to go watch that movie?
0: Probably not. <laughs> but if you do want to ask Jesse about what he thinks about Rampage, uh, you can go to jessiesmonkeybusiness at ymail.com. <laughs> I'm
1: so good! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Jesse, Jesse is by far the, the most the most liked in this podcast so that was pretty cool yeah we all love Jesse we love Jesse and we love you all and we'll see you later thanks for listening bye